I think that it's really crucial to be aware of your own privileges, to be aware of your own prejudice, because this is the first step in fighting any type of discrimination. Empower. Расширять возможности. Empoderamiento. Autonomisation. A podcast of inspiring stories on women empowerment. Empower. Welcome to Empower, a podcast from the Swiss Agency for Development Cooperation, where we will be getting to know thought leaders from our programs, offices, and partners pushing for more women economic empowerment. I'm your host, Ines Tijera von Holzen, Gender Policy Advisor at STC. We have various guidance papers on how to push for empowerment of women in our programs and indicators how to measure it. But we rarely listen to the people on the ground making it happen and sharing their insights. We want to feature inspiring persons out there with insightful stories and what they have learned along the way in this podcast you turned in. Today we're going to talk to Vesna Bajshansky Agic, the director of Mosaic Foundation, a startup incubator in Bosnia-Herzegovina, where STC is one of its funding partners. Hello, Vesna. Hi, yes, it's really a pleasure to be here, and I'm happy that we are finally doing this. Yes, it's been a long time since we started to plan this, and now it's the day. Um, well, I'm going to start you with a question that is not a typical question. Um, my coworker has this quote on her wall that says, the nature of privilege is to not see your privilege. What do you think about this quote? Always speaking about privilege is a, is a tricky question, and especially if you are in this field of social justice and trying to make uh, a world more uh, equal and more just, because when you start to speak about privileges, then people start being defending. Privileges come so, as, as a something that you are born with. And then um, it, it means quite often when you start to speak about privileges with someone, people start to say about bad things that have been happening to them. And so I think that it's crucial that we speak about privileges, but not in the way that we will feel guilty about having them, because this is something that just most of the privileges came to us. I don't mm. want to say undeserved, but uh, like un unearned or given things, being born as a white yeah. or being born as a man. This is something that on one point you shouldn't be proud of, but on the second point, you also shouldn't be feeling guilty about it. Those are just things that, that, that are given. When you start to speak about this, what you are in fact doing, you are exp we are when, when you become aware of your own privileges, it always brings you to the point that you are aware that you become to the group that it's doing oppression. And do you have a personal experience like in your past that may, was like a click, like that you had this, aha, right, this is privilege, or I wasn't aware of this kind of privilege, or that you saw it in someone else? I was really happy when it was already 15 years ago to be part of a program that was called Neither Black Nor White. Mm -hmm. And it was like 12 days intensive training that, you know, was followed by global certification for education for social justice trainers. And part of, of this training was, in fact, we were, you know, standing in one line and dif then different privileges have been read. And then depending on this where you are, you, you would either step forward or step back. 
-hmm. And then because even at that time, I was, you know, like young, successful woman. Mm -hmm. I never felt that I'm underprivileged because everything what I wanted, I, I could get. Yeah. However, when they started to ask those questions, I was quite behind. Ah, interesting. You were even blind to your disprivilege in that sense. Yes. First, I didn't feel right because I said, come on, those are not privileges that those people have. But in fact, it is. Hmm. Being yeah. born in, in, I mean, and that, that was happening in, in Bosnia. So surviving the war and, and being born here where we are born and, and, you know, trying to live in these really difficult circumstances is unprivileged things. But we had amazing trainers. And then what has happened that she said that, in fact, in this room, we are all privileged. Hmm. And if you can you imagine doing this in your own community with your neighbors and then can you imagine this doing this somewhere in, in other parts of, of the I mean of, of the world because mm -hmm. we are like white and, and middle class and, and educated have access to education and and then in fact you realize that uh, there are so many things of course where every person has their own uh, unprivileged things but also there are so many things where we are privileged mm -hmm. and that um, we should accept it just as it is, mm -hmm. because this is a first step that in fact, to, be, to become aware of your own prejudice. Yeah. What I love from this training that many people would say, I don't have a prejudice. I learned on that trainings that if you, if you see a person and that person says, I don't have a prejudice, mm -hmm. be very aware. <laughs> yeah that makes sense so kind of yes. privilege works like prejudice in the sense that when you start talking about it that is when you become aware of it exactly and we all have it because this is how our brain works we cannot get rid of our prejudice we just can be aware of them and yeah. then once when you are aware of your own prejudice then there is something that you can do Makes so sense. I think that it's really crucial to be aware of your own privileges, to be aware of your own prejudice, because this is the first step in fighting any type of discrimination. And this is like admitting that, okay, something wrong is happening in a society, and then taking the role for yourself. What is there that I can do to make the world or my community more just? So there is something that you are doing to improve the world. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your project Youth for Change. Yes, gladly. So I'm working in Mosaic Foundation and we are active on Balkans and then especially in Bosnia and Herzegovina. And we build something that it's like 10 year strategy where really we want to make systemic change. And then Youth for Change came as a, as a tremendous support coming from um, a Swiss government in our efforts. Uh, since the beginning, we always try to integrate being, you know, just in what, whatever mm -hmm. we can do. And then in working in Bosnia, it meant that you have to take care about different ethnicities, different, different national backgrounds, and then we are working with young people. And then we have really special focus on gender issues. Mm -hmm. and, and this is not situation only in Bosnia, globally. You know, I think everywhere we need to work on gender issues. And there yeah. are different things that we are doing. And thanks to these uh, trainings that not only me, but few of my colleagues in, in Mosaic Foundation passed, we are in fact trying to work more on prevention than on intervention. Instead of 
uh, doing something that is positive discrimination or affirmative action, like for example, quotes, we mm -hmm. try to do gender mainstreaming. We try to have like a gender sensitive budgeting. For example, what we do, we give grants to young uh, uh, people for their social innovative projects and we mm -hmm. give investments to young people to start their own social enterprises. Both of those things, so being a social activist or being social entrepreneur, and then especially being a social entrepreneur, are, are always you will see more men applying for this type of job uh -huh. because entrepreneurship is something that is more in the hands of a man. Mm -hmm. And we start uh, with this first internally because we, we believe the communication is a key. How you start and how you phrase your program, in fact, will take you to certain results. So instead of having like like a segregated programs for uh, women, like uh, I don't know, female bu budgets for to start their own businesses, so having like a segregated resources for men or women, mm -hmm. we say that among 100%, um, we will support 250 companies. 50% mm -hmm. of those companies will be co-funded by women. Mm -hmm. women. So we integrate this in the full picture. So instead of doing segregated program and segregate, segregated activities, we try to make sure that in every activities, enough uh, women are invited and are represented. A second point is that we put, so when we communicate, when we invite uh, people to apply, we design our calls in the way that we don't ask for ninjas, because when you ask in those, you speak with young people and then you have a public call and then it's so usual to put like a ninja level of this or that. So with ninja it, level, you mean like very advanced? Just to clarify, yes, <laughs> okay. And many people, and right now you will be, you will see many uh, public calls like this. You know, we are looking for you, and we will try to put more gender sensitive language. First, mm -hmm. we will address to women, and then mm -hmm. in the brackets we will write female or male. Okay. And this is something that it's still not so usual. You know, mm -hmm. usually you will write direct director and then male or female, but mm -hmm. we put like directress and then male or, or female. Yeah, yeah. And then we sometimes communicate only in, in, a, in a female uh, uh, language. And it was really funny because sometimes boys, a young man would call us and he said, maybe I registered some, somewhere on the wrong way because you are referring to me as I'm a, a woman. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. And then it was really amazing. And it was one of aha moments for us internally because we discussed that young women would never do it. Imagine that young woman is calling us oh something is wrong you are referring to me as a man yeah no we're used to it in that sense <laughs> yes and and this is part of it this is part from where injustice comes mm -hmm. so we try to intervene there also we take a really good care about this um, who are um, mentors who are role models that we are using which type of photos we are using because we want to make sure that uh, young women are feeling welcome and invited. Yeah. So it's not the same when, you know, you come to the first contact with our startup studio. And in fact, who responds to you? Is it men or women? Yeah. 
Yeah. And we okay. are purposely having those first entry points, not only for, girl, for girls, but also for both of them. This is uh, our mentor, Adela, who is responding to those first calls. Mm -hmm. So uh, even if you look it from outside, and now our numbers are good. We already have over 40% of female founders of our companies. Mm -hmm. We have 51% of uh, girls making decisions in, or in our funding strategy. There is 340 of them and 51% are, uh, are female. So sometimes, even internally, people will say, but this is just coincidence. Mm. And it's not coincidence. This is really well-taught process that starts with a good communication and good understanding that mm -hmm. the world is unjust and we have to do something to try to make it more, more just. And then to be honest, if you really wake up this in yourself personally, then it's not so difficult. And this is one of difficult parts because to really make to work on social justice issues, first you have to do something personally. You have to, to have this personal transformation to be clear or aware of your own prejudice that we all have. So without this personal transformation, nothing is happening. And then you have the one that go to your professional life. And finally, we hope that it will have implications also on an institution, institutional level. And have you been able to observe this process of like change in the participants, um, well, kind of own perspective in that, how that reflects in their work afterwards? Uh, I mean, I think it's really, and we make a lot of jokes about first about this personal because uh, it changes energy of people working in mosaic when they, when they speak and live with their family members. Mm -hmm. It makes the change how you raise your kids. Mm. It really makes the change how you communicate with them, mm -hmm. being boys or girls, regardless, because, you know, it really um, makes the change how we discuss when, you know, among ourselves. Mm -hmm. it, it, make a, it makes us more aware about other injustices that are happening. So gender is not the only one, but principles are the same. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and um, it stops you for, for example, we don't, we don't tell jokes that much. Mm. We speak, we tell jokes about, you know, foster, about animals. <laughs> okay. Every time when you say a joke that includes gender, you are in fact perpetuating some prejudice. Yeah. You are perpetuating discrimination. And we are kind of aware of this. Yeah. And then at the, at the level, we still, I cannot say that this is what we are doing. Because there is a full parallel world of doing segregative things like, you know, having a closed groups where only female entrepreneurs are allowed to be. This is not something that we would do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I, we also, I can find, we can find like scientific reason why we are not doing this because they said, ah, it's good that uh, women have support by other women. But then again, uh, I, I agree. I mean, every human being needs support from another human being, but if we, if we make this as a segregative activities, we in fact build more, uh, um, instead of being allies, we are enemies mm. with men. This competition idea, it's yes. women and against it's like, men. Yes, and this, is, this will not let us anywhere. And it's the same with racism. You mm. know, only people uh, who, who are not white cannot work 
and address racism. They can do whatever they want, but unless white people start to work hand in hand with people who are not white on, on all injustices, then racism will be addressed. Hmm. And it's the same, it's the same with the, with the sexism. Yeah. Like and men need yeah. to be part of the conversation in that sense. Yes. Hmm. Could you could you give us an example of one of the social enterprises that were supported through your project? Yeah, I can share a story about Tamara. She's one of the, I mean, she's now in her, I think, fifth year. So yeah. when, when Tamara came to us, she was really a young woman after her uh, school, after she finished her university and was looking for a job for, I think, 13 months, something like this. In Bosnia, we have the highest unemployment, youth unemployment rate in, in Europe. So, um, and it was really interesting because um, she was also living in, in a family where only her father worked and um, his job was not really well paid. And her mother never had a f- employment. She was uh, cleaning the, the neighborhood, you know, and then someone would pay her for this. So she never really had a real job. And they took a loan to, to put her to, uh, at her university. And she was the first one to finish university in mm. her family. And mm. of course, that she was the brightest student because she wanted to pay it back. So quite soon after four years, she came back to, to Zvornik. This is small uh, city. And then she started and she, she finished low. Mm. And then she started to look for a job. And she was going from one place to another. At that time, uh, working in public institution is the most desirable job in Bosnia because we have this huge public employment where, in fact, we have over 240 ministers. Mm -hmm. I won't go there. (laughs) But but this is where she was trying to find a job. So she she finished her law studies. She was an amazing student. And then she came back home trying to find the job. She just couldn't. And then uh, she started to volunteer on many different places and in organizations, in this and that. And then one day she saw like it was a youth bank call. Youth bank, it's our first program where we, in fact, give grant to young people mm-hmm. in non-formal groups to do some social projects. And she applied to youth bank and she won. And those are really small grants. It's like um, uh, 800 euros. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. It was like inclusive project making first inclusive kids fair in the city. It was really nice. She had already over 250 participants there. And uh, for the first time, uh, people, uh, young kids with disabilities, with special needs, had a chance to show what they know and what they can. And she gathered many volunteers. And also the same amount that was given from Mosaic, she succeeded to gather even to, to, to mobilize even bigger amount in her own community. And this okay. is in fact when we spot her, you know, she, she just came under our radars. Huh, there is something into this girl. Like, let, let's talk to her. And then we asked her, Tamara, would you like to be a social entrepreneur? And she said, no. And they said, come on, Tamara, you are amazing. You see what you did? She said, like, no way. I never thought of being an entrepreneur. If I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I would finish, you know, economics. I don't know even numbers. I don't know this. And they're like, no way. And this is too risky. And what if I fail? And what if? And what if? And he said, but let's try. 
No. Oh, and it was really interesting to see that, you know, this is, that was not her path. She mm -hmm. wanted to work as a legal officer in her municipality. That was a dream position for her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we invited her on several events and we spoke with her, let's try. And if you fail, nothing will happen. This is another feature of what we are doing, because uh, if, if everything goes, uh, if, if entrepreneur is not lying to us and they mm -hmm. don't, so in fact, if something happened on the market and you don't succeed, nothing happens to you. We, okay. close this, you... we close this social enterprise and you are really welcome to come with, to us with another idea. Okay, so you're like so, a safety net. Yes, and then we said, come, come on, let's try and something will happen. And then we had like demo day one and Tamara applied and we were so happy to see <laughs> that Tamara applied. And then she came and she was pitching to have the first cleaning service in her city. And then mm -hmm. she will be employing uh, women older than 40 years who were never employed before. Yeah. And then I just, it, it happened that just a month before this, I was in Slovenia visiting another social um, business that was cleaning services. And then at, at that visit by chance, I learned that there are so many standards that you have to know and understand when you want to clear someone's apartment what to use, what not to use. I start to ask her some question. How much time do you need for a 50 square meters apartment? And she knew all the answers. And I said okay. like, come on, Tamara, what's this? How do you know all those answers? And he said, my mom is doing this since I was born. Mm. And my first employee will be my mom. Ah, uh, okay. And, and her colleagues. Yes. So, so this is in fact what we are doing now. She said, sorry if it, it took me a bit long, but I think there are so many things here. So yeah. this young woman who could be totally hopeless. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I do, I cannot succeed mm -hmm. because that was a message that she got from, from here mm -hmm. is now running her own social enterprise with five full-time employees and cleaning even those public services. And, you know, uh, she's like a role model. She's, she's a mentoring other businesses. This is what mm -hmm. I'm the most proud of. She's convincing other young people. Yes, you can do it. Come on. If I did it in, in uh, um, Zvornik, you can do it too. So yeah. this is, we, are, we are proud of her. So she found the confidence and now is giving on this confidence to others. It was very yeah. beautiful. Just like a last question. What is your vision of an equal society? My vision is that we really become aware of this, that being smart and being able and being capable, it's equally distributed among mm -hmm. men or, and women. Mm -hmm. and, and if we decide to put more power on one side or another, we are in fact losing a lot. We mm -hmm. as, as a human beings and we as a society. So I would say that, you know, making sure that... Uh, Power is equally distributed, but then even more importantly, power is not like pizza when you take one piece from me, then in fact, you know, I stay without my part of pizza. Uh, a power comes more in a, in a triangle. When you have more people who have power, there is more power for everyone. And so I would say that this is my dream, to be aware that more empowered people means more power and better life for everyone. And if you have the best people leading us in many different aspects, we will all live in a better society. There is no one is loser if we have more just society. And I don't think that even this is so difficult. It just takes us working on, again, 
our individual and then professional, and then it will also reflect to institutional level. Thank you so much, Vesna. Is there anything you would like to add? There is something. Working with any discrimination, including sexism, always, and if you, if you want to address any, any discrimination, there are three steps. It's like naming, voicing, and building allies. Mm-hmm. And naming means to stay. Uh, sexism exists. Racism exists. Ableism mm-hmm. exists. And then voicing is giving voice to those who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. Like, let's speak about sexism because it will not just go away. And then the third crucial point is, in fact, build allies with those who have power, who are privileged. So women and men together can address sexism. And it can be, I mean, addressed not so, we don't need another few decades to make sure that men and and, and women uh, are equal. So build allies wherever you can, or even more important, when you are aware of your own privileges, find someone that you can ally with and then work on it. Thank you so much, Vesna. That was really great. No, thank you. This podcast was produced as a collaboration of the GenderNet and the Inclusive Economic Development Team of the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. For more information, visit www.shareweb.ch slash site slash gender or slash EI. Empower. A podcast of inspiring stories on women empowerment. Empower.